It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Hugland, your host for today. And with me today will be Dr. Li Min Yen. And I'll come back and talk to her about her in just a moment. Is China helping Iran, Hamas, to wag the dog? Is this China's cognitive war with infidels? Those are some of the things we're going to discuss today as I continue our dialogue on China's unrestricted warfare with Dr. Yen, but with a focus on their efforts, the manipulation and collaboration with Arab nations in what is a surreal alliance of infidels with so-called Muslim nations. And we'll come back to that because they are so-called Muslim nations. As I talk about in cognitive warfare, the key is it uses ideology, religion, and issues to advance absolute power. It is a war between good and evil. Dr. Yen's and my discussions are part of an ongoing series where we try to provide you, or audience, a strategic perspective, assessments, analysis, and insights to give you a deeper understanding of the importance of unrestricted warfare in my parlance, cognitive warfare, and how the CCP uses ideology, religion, and issues as ways to fulfill their strategy to subvert America. I engage with Dr. Yen frequently on her weekly program, The Voice of Dr. Yen, which you must listen to every Friday, Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. As also with her joining me here on the National Security Hour on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Both are part of the American Out Loud radio network. Now, earlier this year, she and I discussed religious persecution in China, actually, because China persecutes all religions, and this includes the practice of Islam. Now, at that time, I, I stated a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn, okay, the author of the Gulag Archipelago, very famous author, a Soviet dissident, when he said, within the philosophical system of Marx and Lenin, and at the heart of their psychology, hatred of God is the principal driving force, more fundamental than all their political and economic pretensions. Militant atheism. Militant atheism is not merely incidental or marginal to the Communist Party. It is a not a side effect, but a central pivot. To achieve its diabolical ends, communism needs to control a population devoid of religious and national feeling. And this entails the destruction of faith and nationhood. Communists proclaim both of these objectives openly and just as openly go about carrying them out. That's Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Now this quote is again very appropriate for today as Dr. Yen and I will do some brainstorming real time today on three issues, but also talk about how we can drive China and our other adversaries to react to us. We'll discuss how they're advancing their object objectives in the Middle East by focusing on what are the main priorities for China in the Middle East? Two, what are China, Russia, and Iran helping a maturing president to wag the dog? And three, how can the U.S. move to a proactive posture in the Middle East and displace China? 
With that, for those who've not met Dr. Lee Yen, which I doubt there's probably a few people in the world yet who haven't met her, but you need to follow her on Twitter X. You need to follow her on the different social media platforms. She is a medical doctor, PhD virologist, and independent coronavirus expert. She was educated at the top two medical schools in China, Southern Medical University and Central South University. She also has a postdoctoral fellow in the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong. She has a weekly broadcast, as I mentioned, The Voice of Dr. Yen, that you can hear Saturdays and Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern. But she is also a Chinese dissident who fled for her life to warn the world of the impacts of COVID, aka the China flu, and what's happening there. So welcome, Dr. Yen. Let's start with the first area. What do you think, from your perspective, are the main priorities for China in the Middle East? Thank you, sir. So when we talk about the main priority for China, actually we are talking about the Chinese Communist Party's long-term goal and final goal. So clearly their final goal is to destroy the order established by U.S. and the free world after World War II. So Middle East is one of the battlefield China has already prepared. And also now it's the timing for China and uh, their allies to use Middle East to launch the uh, attacks against the free world. And short, in short term, so, I mean, they want to make U.S. get into the uh, battles in Mideast and then exhausted, have no time to take care of other international and domestic business. So for this purpose, now we'll see what happened in Mideast. Well, so very interesting because is when you take a look at Alexander Solzhenitsyn and we understand the relationship China has built with many Muslim nations in the Middle East. You know, when we take a look at their goals, they're openly stated, as they said in the communist aspect, is the destruction of faith and nationhood. So they're openly stating they look to destroy the faith of the Muslim nations and destroy their nationhood. Yet these Muslim nations continue to do business with them. And so for me, China's... Uh, challenges there in the Middle East, uh, are, do you see them as related to also the access of oil and other natural, other natural resources? Do you see it as hegemony? But as you just mentioned, they're looking to open up a second front against the United States here. But what, what purpose from your perspectives does that serve, serve them? I mean, in the Mideast, if you have checked the one belt, one road countries, that almost all the Mideast countries already get involved. Now even Taliban sent some like preliminary uh, plan to, because they have been to China during the uh, recent, last week, uh, the One Belt, One Road Global Conference. So they will also join it, and China has provided uh, almost 100, uh, almost uh, one, uh, let me count it, it is almost 100 billion US dollars to uh, for the next term of the uh, all this project on, uh, according to their uh, published statement and also there are a lot of secret operations happen they will, i mean will happen they won't tell you 
So yeah, of course, China likes uh, natural resources, including oil, gas, and other things, and mines in uh, Middle East. And also, China also invests a lot of money there to build that areas. And altogether, what China need is, China need to enhance its dominance and influence and spread the ideology. The ideology is not only communism, it also, I mean, now mainly is Xi Jinping thought, and that is developed based on Maoism. So these are the things they need to spread there. Because as I said, final goal is to destroy the international order built by the US and free countries, uh, free, the free world. And also they have to destroy the financial order based on US dollar. So all the effort China have been doing in Middle East and as well as Africa and uh, South America and all these countries are all working for the same goal. So we, we know that China suppressed the Muslim and other religion in China. There is no religion independently in, uh, alive in China. However, it doesn't matter for CCP and for those Muslim countries. They don't really mind the Chinese Muslims tragedies. For them, they look at how the Middle East country, most of them tend to be the dictator country, dictatorship countries. And it fits their culture, to, to be honest. They haven't uh, adopted the Western civilization. They won't learn from China because they have the religion to help them to control people. But clearly, China has more advanced propaganda theory and also the high technology to help them to surveillance and also silence their people. That would enhance their stability of their regimes. So China provides them money, crafts them, and China ties these regimes with the Chinese Communist Party in various ways from all the aspects. And for the Mid-East countries, they also gain what they want. For example, when we see Turkey now, the Turkey president clearly stand with China and Russia now. He also want to be a dictator like Putin and Xi Jinping. So compared to what NATO and the US can provide to him, he know he only can stay with the dictator countries to maintain what he wants. No, absolutely correct. So what's, what's very interesting for our audience to understand, because we're sort of going to build to the last segment, which is how can the U.S. move to a more proactive posture in the Middle East and displace China? But when you listen to what Dr. Yen's talking about, dominance and influence in the region, spreading their ideology to destroy the international order. And when you take a look at the Middle Eastern countries, the Arab nations, every single Arab nation is a dictatorship. Every single Arab nation is seeking to leverage the ways, the use of ideology, religion, and issues, and various means, economics, political, military, and other, to advance their own dominance in those regions and to maintain control of their power. And this is where it's very interesting with Hamas, who's been getting, as based on your uh, so, a very, so, uh, very special sources that you've had, 
uh, how the Hamas and Hezbollah have been being armed with the missiles and other capabilities by China. We also know that Russia over the decades have helped the Palestinian Liberation Organization also fund them and help them with secret aspects. And as we talked last time, I think that both countries, Russia and China, have enabled Hamas, Iran, and the Hezbollah by helping them to understand better the U.S. intelligence capabilities and DOD capabilities to do their operations under the radar. But when you talk about the spread of ideology, here's an important point that I'd like to get your take on. In the Quran, it talks about uh, not dealing with infidels and not killing children, women, okay, or the elderly. Islam strictly forbids to kill women, children, or innocents. All right. Islam in the Quranic verse, uh, sanctioning deception with respect to non-Muslim states, states the following. Let believers not take for friends or allies infidels instead of believers. What that says is, if you're Muslim, don't take infidels as your friends. Look for other believers. But when we take a look at Iran and take a look at Hamas and took a look at the Muslim nations, every one of them is siding with China and Russia, other dictatorships that have destroyed and subjugated religions for decades and, and in some cases centuries. So Dr. Yen, is, is, uh, from your perspective, uh, I see this as not just a, an axis of evil, but a multiple allied axis of evil between the Muslim nations, leaders, not the people, leaders, who seek to continue to subjugate their people in China. And that's what I see as one of the main priorities for China in the Middle East. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, when we talk about that, they won't be friends with infidels. And they, they, won't, they just want uh, to just respect people, share the same religion, even the, the religion from the same branch, right? So at that time, uh, it doesn't mean they cannot be uh, collaborating with Chinese Communist Party. And also, like, for example, when we see the Israel after attacks, and suddenly it seems all the Arabic countries work together. <laughs> it seems never happened any war between them, among them. And they now stand free Palestine. But meanwhile, none of these countries accept refugees come out from Gaza Strip. So this is very hypocritical. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh. You know, it, it is very hypocritical because when you take a look at China's repression of the Uyghurs, the Muslims within China, they have about 11 million Uyghurs in China, mostly Muslim, Turkish-speaking ethnic group. Okay, More than a million of these Muslims have been arbitrarily detained, tortured into forced labor, involuntary sterilization, and other abuses. Okay, But what's interesting here is as I've read, and you can, our audience can just look on the uh, the different sources on the internet and other places as well, is that these so-called Muslim leaders of these Arab nations have all have all returned Uyghurs back to China, knowing full well they're going to be persecuted, prosecuted, tortured, and even have their organs harvested from their live bodies. And so it's very. The point here is. 
this is where the cognitive war, unrestricted war is so critical to understand is because they use religion and hide behind religion to subjugate their people. These Muslims leaders, okay, in my mind, are pedophiles and just dictators and despots. They could care about the religion, but they use it. They use it very effectively for their purposes. They themselves are infidels. We got about one minute before the break, Dr. Ian. Did you have anything to add to that that, that perspective? Yeah, I want to say why China can be so uh, friend, uh, friendly with them now and they can be friendly with China because first, they have the same enemy. The enemy, Israel, U.S., and the free world. And the, on the other hand, China can provide them so many things. Most of things like girls, treasures, power, only can have become true in their dreams after their death. But now China provides them in reality. So they work together. Doesn't mean they really love each other, but they use each other. No, that's an excellent point. We're going to come back and talk about that specific point in the next segment here. Now, if you go to break, remember, you can listen to the NASA Security Hour weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern here on the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. We can also be heard on iHeartRadio Network, our world-class media player, and awesome applications like Apple, Android, or Alexa. Remember, all those links can be found on the homepage of AmericaOutloud.news. AmericaOutloud.news. We'll be right back. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back to the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network in the NAS Security Hour. Dr. Li Yen is our special guest today as we continue to discuss unrestricted warfare as it relates to China and the Middle East. Now, before we went on break, Dr. Yen, you made a very excellent point about why is it that these infidel leaders of these Muslim nations who use religion to hide behind, but actually use it only as a feint to maintain their dictatorships. You made a great point that they're doing this specifically because they, and China's aligned with them because they wanna have allies to then subvert the United States to advance their power. But as I've always said before, if you dance with the devil, the devil's gonna dance with you. And what these Muslim dictators need to remember 
is that in the uh, run up to the first uh, Second World War, both Stalin and Ribbentrop, the Nazis, made a pact. They made a pact to fight each uh, fight with each other against Poland and the Western world. But it was soon thereafter that the Nazis, who felt they had the upper hand, also turned on their Soviet allies. And so once and if China does actually subvert the Western world or mitigate our capabilities, China, looking at those Arab leaders, they are small fry. They will be very easy to overtake and displace. And so people forget revolutions tend to eat you young. And so for those Hamas, Palestinian, Iranian, and other dictators in the region from Saudi Arabia to Qatar, be aware of what you ask for. So Dr. Yen, as we go to this next section here, are China, Russia, and Iran helping a Manchurian president to wag the dog? What, what's your perspective on that aspect? So it's a very good question because I know this is a question a lot of Americans would ask. In, but to be honest, uh, from my perspective, I don't think China and Russia are helping Americans, even American president, no matter how many uh, previous uh, connections they could have. And maybe even they have uh, the other uh, materials to blackmail him, which we don't know. However, Currently, what we have seen is definitely not the uh, collaborative work to help uh, any American president or legislator because they actually, I mean, China and Russia, they treat the whole America, including Americans, as the enemy. So as I said, now Mideast is their uh, new frontline to against America. So in this case, they want to destroy America. They want to destroy every American's life, including American president and legislator or whoever. So Americans definitely now start to realize uh, China and Russia's big, huge influence inside America. So people, people will question uh, whether the policies are still not enough to handle all the crises, to prepare for the uh, these battles against the, uh, China and Russia in different uh, aspects in the unrestricted warfare. And they will question the attitude from the politicians, uh, from uh, military, from uh, intelligence agencies, because this is definitely what they have done is far from enough to protect Americans and your national security is in danger. This is very good because back to three years ago, before the COVID-19, most the majority of Americans won't have this idea. And they still at that time, they thought China was your great friend and even Russia could be friend. And they, they love peace, they, they can do trade with you, right? Remember President Trump signed the deal with China during, I mean, actually that is the early beginning of the outbreak in Wuhan, but Americans has no idea about that. So in, I mean, what China and Russia is doing is they always try to manipulate, try to influence Americans. And if you have more, um, you more influence like 
president or politician, definitely you are the more important target. But when we face to this kind of geopolitical uh, crisis, this kind of, we can see the World War III already is yeah. kind of triggered. It doesn't mean China and Russia is using such way to help certain America to work together. Because in this case, no, none of Americans can help China and Russia to achieve their goals because whatever they are doing will be under the radar of your IC and also yes. under your justice department. So they have no authority to do this. They are even American president is not a dictator. He cannot do whatever he wants. Even I mean, in a very extreme case, like it could happen in the movie, American president can be 100% controlled by certain foreign forces. Still, what he can do is limited because we have the House, Senate, and you have so many federal agencies, and also the 50 states has their own system. So in this case, when we talk about uh, the international situation, we have to separate it from your domestic uh, political situation. Among the domestic politics issues, definitely there, were, there are fights and there are a lot of cracks that between the two parties, China and Russia can use to enhance this kind of damage. But when we talk about the whole free world uh, on the front line against the, the axis of evil, I don't think China and Russia uh, are capable to use American politicians, American uh, federal government, federal agents, president to achieve their goal, even they want. Okay, no, so that's a great perspective. And so this is where, you know, Dr. Nguyen and I agree a lot of things, but from on this aspect here, I'll, I'll disagree with you politely in that well, what I look at, uh, and we'll come back to some of the information you have found on Hamas's ties uh, and the relationship back to China uh, with uh, one of the key leaders in Hamas, because you have some great information on that I'd like to have you share with, with the audience that you've already shared on the voice of Dr. Yan, but the national security audience hasn't heard. But when you talk about uh, China and Russia and their methodology, you're absolutely right that it's very strategic, it's long-term, and, and pre-COVID, Americans weren't really quite aware of what was going on, although we had seen the initial Russian invasion in Ukraine. Uh, Post-COVID, and with the Biden administration coming in, what have we seen? We've seen basically the green light to go and invade Ukraine a second time, all right? Uh, this was when basically, as uh, President Biden said, that he wouldn't be opposed to a small incursion, which is amazing. OK, second, you've seen the American energy sector shut down com completely and the push for electronic vehicles, solar and wind, all things made in China. Third, you've seen the obstruction in the intelligence community here in the United States uh, being undertaken to hide the fact that the virus, as Dr. Yen knows, did come from China and was developed there purposely. All right. And then. Now recently, more recently, as you've seen the impacts of this and the ma massive influx of illegal immigrants across the United States, which again, China and Russia are using to their advantage to insert different people in here, not let alone Iran with Hamas and ISIS characters into the US. 
But you've seen the increased dissatisfaction from the American public. <clears throat> and so after just a few weeks between an agreement between Hamas and Israel for maintaining the peaceful border, and after just a few weeks of, of Netanyahu uh, giving a speech at the UN, actually within a week of that, this Hamas attack occurred. And so when I talk about the Manchurian president, I think that he's culpable in this and that this attack was a man-made crisis, purposely done in time to wag the dog. Now, when you say wag the dog, okay, what does wag the dog mean? Okay, wag the dog is basically a means to distract from one topic to another topic. And so the timing here was perfect because now what do we see happening with the U.S. president? To the best of his abilities, which still isn't much, he, he tries to act presidential, like he's taking a bull by the horns. But what were his uh, admonitions to the uh, Hezbollah, to Hamas, to Iran, and others in the area? It was, be careful, be careful, or don't, don't. I mean, are those really strong verbal pushbacks on what we saw in the slaughter of innocents? Absolutely not. And now what you've seen just recently here is he's come back and all asked for a ceasefire several times. And now he's once again supporting the two-state solution. But you just saw Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and these other Arab countries all applaud Hamas. So this whole two-state solution, again, it's an issue they use as a ruse to then build their strength, build their armies, and other stuff. And so on many points in that, Dr. Dr. Yin and I agree, because it is, it is their effort to then use the cracks and seams between our political parties to further undermine us. In my opinion, I think part of this is, is they're wagging the dog for the president by distracting using this Hamas attack and you can see it's worked very well for the president so far since that point. But Dr. Yen, one of the things I'd like to have you highlight to the audience here is you have some fantastic sources. But to help them understand the ties between uh, Hamas and China, can you talk a little bit about what you found out about Hamas chief Mohammed Daif? Oh, yes, sir. So, you know, the Soviet Union has their secret archive, right, to uh, document their secret agents. And China also has their secret archive. And now what I'm telling is based on our source, get from such secret archive and deliver to us right after Hamas attacked Israel. So Hamas and uh, China has already built very strong collaborations, especially with Xi Jinping's office. And that means they directly communicate with uh, through the direct contact communicate between Xi Jinping and the chief of Hamas. So Hamas has already been reformed under the help from China. They have their bureau, uh, political bureau, department for propaganda and other structures that helps them to enhance their power. And China financially and also from other way to military and technology, they aid Hamas. And Hamas has one of the uh, direct contact with Xi Jinping office, who is now currently the vice president of the Hamas political bureau. Also, when we talk about uh, Hamas military chief, Dave, Mohammed Dave, who is the mas uh, mastermind behind these attacks, 
He is another person who has a direct contact with Xi Jinping's office. So back to 1998, uh, 1996, at that time, uh, Dave was uh, released from the prison and he was sent by Palestine Liberation Organization to China for study. So they are together actually, Palestine and Hamas. And Dave has a Chinese name at that time in China when he studied in the PLA, People's Liberation Army's Ordnance uh, Engineering College, which is a college under directly controlled by PLA's General Armament Department. So he studies artillery technology there, and his friend, his not friend, classmate, thought. Dave was a Pakistan person. So he used a fake identity and he has a Chinese name and China helped him to find a Chinese wife. Later, he had he seems has at least two of three wives are Chinese. But this wife I mentioned, she is very important. She comes from the Chinese majority, uh, uh, no, sorry, minority, sorry. Minority is called Dongxiang. Dongxiang is a race, it's a Chinese Sunni Islam race. And also the, the area they live is called Dongxiang. So this Dongxiang wife is another Muslim and she becomes the person how to communicate between China and uh, Dave and married Dave. And she, I mean, uh, during the wedding, there is one detail. The Chinese government even sent the international liaison department officials to their wedding. That means Dave and the ladies' marriage is a part of the achievement for CCP's IC work. And also after that, Dave and the wife go back to Middle East and uh, they fight. Uh, they they fight with uh, as a terrorist with. Uh, Islam, uh, with Israel and other people, and also they've again go into the prison. Uh, however, during the early 2000s, when 911 happened, and China want to convince US, China is US a strong ally for counterterrorism. And also at that time, during that period, China started to do the clearance in Xinjiang to suppress the Xinjiang people. They cannot work with Dave because China worried that Dave uh, will be on the radar. So sus they suspended this connection temporarily. That's why they've become inactive with CCP for quite a while. Yes. And after Xi Jinping become president, China reactivate. And uh, then after that, China's uh, CCP brings the uh, Dave's Dongxiang wife back to China. And then later she becomes a direct contact between Dave and the Xi Jinping office. So this is very key information for our audience to understand. So when you step back and look at the broader picture here, what you see is a very intricate and well-planned network between Hamas and its military chief, between the Palestinian Liberation Organization and China. And all these connections are tied to 
what infidels in China, the infidel leadership in China. But it highlights, it highlights the fact that these people like Daif, like the leader of Hamas, the leader of the PLO, and the dictatorships and the Arab countries, all of them are false Muslims. All of them do not follow the Muslim religion because not only are they dealing with infidels, they're actively coordinating with infidels to subjugate other Muslims, not in just China, but in the Palestinian uh, Gaza Strip and in the West Bank. And they use it by using communism, fascism, socialism, and other aspects to subjugate the Palestinian people themselves. And so this is why you see the push now for a two-state solution. Now, when we come back from this, we're going to talk about then, well, how does this help the U.S. move to a more proactive posture in the Middle East? So, Dr. Yen, it's been a very interesting conversation, but we're going to get to some, some very much more critical information in the next segment here. Be sure to make AmericanOutlaw.news your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part, all do our part, and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. We'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. This is Ed Hugland, your host for this evening with Dr. Li Yen. As we talk about what are China's main priorities for the Middle East? How are China, Russia, and Iran, are they helping the Manchurian president wag the dog? And before we move to this third segment tonight, 
about how the U.S. can move to a proactive posture in the Middle East and displace China. Let me turn it back over to Dr. Yan. It's just that during the break, we talked a little bit about this Manchurian president and wagged the dog as she wanted to add some additional information. Back to you, Dr. Yan. Okay, sir. So actually, I haven't finished my uh, point about that question because when I say that um, only certain politicians, including president, cannot change the whole situation because they are not dictators. Uh, but what I want to tell people is we need to be aware of people around the politicians, people working in the federal agencies and also media, all this important place, whether they are influenced or man manipulated without their awareness or if there are someone implanted by the uh, China and the Russia to conduct the uh, cognitive war and uh, unrestricted war tactics against Americans. And that is more important than only focusing on certain uh, celebrities because one person or individual in the United States always have very limited power. However, China and Russia, they know how to use people or that's, that's part of the people's war, okay? They know how to use people around these individuals to change their ideas. I mean, this is little by little an accumulated kind of influence. And for example, uh, we just, we don't mind whether the president is uh, Trump or is Biden. The thing is when COVID happened, no matter what president, at that time, they need to listen to NIH. They need to listen to people like Dr. Fauci, right? Yes. At, at that time, Fauci also he's not a politician. People won't think that oh his corruption would hurt America at that time, but he did cause a disaster in the United States by misleading the public policy, by cheating the U.S. people, by helping China, right? So this yes. is a I want to remind people, as U.S. people, you always think the uh, presidential election is the biggest issue in your life. And after that, another four years, another one. However, this, uh, what we need to know is China and Russia not only focus on the presidential election, they also focus on your host election, Senate election, governor election, even people like Fauci's position election is very important. So we, we need to open our eyes. We need to know president, even he is a 100% sure uh, patriot for America, but if people around him is, uh, I mean, uh, influence are uh, used, and if people around him are not aware of the situation, then no matter who become president, and you yes. are still in danger. No, but so so Dr. Yen brings up some pretty critical points here. So we just we just saw Governor Newsom spend some time with Xi Jinping in China. Uh, to her point exactly. So why is it that we have a governor of one of the largest states in our union going over and praising and shaking hands with Xi Jinping when he commits genocide against a part of his population, when he subjugates over a billion people. It's for money and power. It's nothing else. Newsom's trying to position himself 
to be the next Manchurian president in my mind, all right? Because he's made a deal with the devil. His, his state helped fund through grants and other aspects, to my understanding, the illegal bioweapons lab in California. They didn't do their due diligence, or maybe they did. We don't know because the investigation is still going on. How is that lab funded? And Dr. Yin and I talked about it a lot. We take a look, as Dr. Yin said, about the network. Look at Senator Feinstein's driver for a few decades. He was a Chinese spy, feeding information back to the CCP. Look at Eric Swalwell, congressman from California with the honeypot, okay, and his relationship with the Chinese spy. So, and we might not look any further than the Russian allies and Chinese allies and who else they deal with. So in Palestine, we see three senior people in the Biden administration who are Palestinian. What kind of influence do they have? What are they saying to the president? What are they saying to his advisors? We just saw one of the key ambassadors for China, I mean, for for uh, from Biden, was removed from his position in a security clearance poll. But it's been definitely silent in terms of what's been happening there. So Dr. Yen's point is spot on, is that this is not just a one-trick pony. This is a specifically planned strategic effort as part of their unrestricted warfare, the cognitive warfare against the United States. And so when you take a look at Palestine, Hamas, and the PLO organizations and stuff, and you, and you take a look at what's happening with this attack by Hamas, okay, there's a broader implications there. What's the, what's the purpose to what outcome, to what impact? And what we see here, as Dr. Yen brought out up front, is you've now created the second front for the United States. You've caused us to move our massive amount of our military into the Middle East versus supporting potentially Taiwan and such, okay? You're going to further deplete our munitions stockpile while President Biden continues to deplete our strategic oil reserves down to nearly zilch. And at the same time, has an open border with people flooding across it. So there's multiple dilemmas. There's multiple aspects to this strategy here. But how can we, in a small way, start to move to more proactive posture in the Middle East and displace China. So let me turn back to Dr. Yin. Is one of the key ways I think we could do this is just to amplify what we've been talking about today. Why is it you have an infidel communist country that persecutes and murders Muslims dealing with other so-called Muslim leaders? I think by highlighting the fact that this is going on, highlighting these relationships and such, and talking about it in the context of cognitive war, people can un understand now what's this all being done for. It's not to advance Islam. It's not to advance the Muslim nations. It's for these dictatorships to expand their power base, expand their money and their wealth, and do so with China, Russia, and Iran. Back to you, Dr. Yen, for your thoughts on, on this strategy. Oh, sir, uh, actually, I want to say that uh, China's strategy is to undermine U.S. And finally, before the best situation for China, China is to uh, crush down the U.S. system, the civilization, even before a majority of Americans are aware of that. And then peacefully, China can 
kind of take over the U.S. and can influence the Americans. And that at that day, that is what Xi Jinping said: China dreams, the great rejuvenation of nation of China. And I mean, the Middle East is just the, the part of the things on the procedure, right? So now yes. we have that Middle East become the second front line, but people ignore that. How about the South uh, South America? Right when we say the when we talk about the border issue, how could those people come through border to U.S.? They come from those countries along the the continent of the South America, right? The Chinese, yes. the, the Chinese uh, military trained people, they come from mainly come from Ecuador through the Colombia through Mexico, and I, I think you you should have already noticed that after. Hamas attacked Israel. Colombia chased the ambassador of Israel, and the Colombia president, the other, their uh, maybe prime minister, uh, the high-ranking officers, flew to China to meet Xi Jinping. This is a good signal to tell you. I mean, even though we don't see the fire back your yard in South. America, but it doesn't mean it won't be. And remember Cuba. Cuba has been the big trouble during the Cold War. And several from several years ago, China started to build the very uh, new, fresh kind of strong connection with Cuba under the help from Russia. Yes. And uh, remember another route for those Illegal immigrant is through the Cuba, through the um, the sea uh, between Florida and Cuba to yes. swim or take the boat to enter U.S. So you have faced a lot of, I mean, very critical danger now. I mean, I don't think U.S. have enough even professional uh, people to handle all these issues. So that go back to the point that what U.S. could do, I mean, still handle it one by one. It's like wreck the mole. Oh, yes. <laughs> very appropriate. Very appropriate. Yeah, whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. So you should, uh, you should think about like how Israel now want to treat Hamas. They, they know Hamas will hide underground in the tunnels. So they're talking about how to seal the tunnels, how to specifically target the tunnels and destroy them. And so now we are talking about how could U.S. actively adopt the similar strategy against China and Russia. They have numerous secret Turn-on-like network in the United States and out of U.S. Uh, but I mean, how could you actively locate this turn-on-like network and seal these turn-offs? That should be the direction of your policies. It's not like Huawei steal your chips. Then you start to think about which company have Huawei and sanctions them, and then again new. <laughs> New, new company come out to help Huawei and Huawei can change name. And then you start to spend another two years discuss whether we should do something to the new group and their subcontractors. That will waste all of Americans' life and you will fall into traps. No, and you're absolutely right. And we're fall we've already fallen into the trap from my perspective. As we talked about 
the unrestricted warfare of China. Okay, what does that mean for our audience? It's the same thing as cognitive warfare. Cognitive warfare includes various irregular and kinetic aspects. But when Xi Jinping and his strategy being employed against the United States is multifaceted, is coming from multiple different directions and regions, as Dr. Yen said, South America and other things. But it's using all means lethal and non-lethal to compel the enemy to accept one's interest. And so what are we seeing here? You see these multifaceted different strategies, including, as she's talking about, but this illegal immigration. Who do you think is helping to fund that whole line of uh, 250,000 people a month now coming across our southern border? Who do you think is helping to fund that with money from their fentanyl drug sales? Of course, China is. But so are Russia and others. Okay, so there's a lot of different things we have to be concerned about. As we take a look at how we could fight back here, Dr. Yan's also right that we need to start back and look at what's the broader strategy. And she and I have talked about this in the program quite a bit. And I cover this uh, in great deal in my book, The Cognitive War, why we are losing and how we can win. I give us very specific solutions that we need to start to develop a proactive strategy, a long-term strategy, 100 years to 200 years, but walk it back to the here and now to say, how do we then reach our objectives for what we want the rest of the world to look like over this period of time? And once we start to do that, then we can methodically take actions to help others feel our pain or feel our gain to reach those objectives. Right now, we're totally reactionary. And China, as Dr. Yen and I have pointed out on these programs and hers, the voice of Dr. Yen frequently, all we're doing is reacting to Hamas in the Middle East, to China in Taiwan, to China and the economic theft in our systems. Okay, the influx, they have still a couple hundred, 250,000 students here in the United States. And now we see China and Russia aiding Iran back again with the nuclear weapons and issues. And so we, we have ways to push back. And one of the ways to push back as we're highlighting today is to highlight why this is such blatant hypocrisy by the Arab nations and call them out on the fact that they are actually infidels and don't buy into this two-state solution. It's a ruse. So Dr. Yen, as, as we get ready, we got about two and a half minutes left here. I'd like your take in terms of China and Russia's aim in aiding Iran in their nuclear weapons quest how does this help China and how does this hurt the U.S. from your perspective? Because they believe that now the um, Western countries, they don't want to have a nuclear war. So nuclear weapon, nuclear war is just intimidation. I mean, they always use it to make you feel, okay, okay, let's sit down and let's talk and I will negotiate with you. And so at that time, China and Russia is fine. Every time they kill people or they invade and they harm you and they still can push you to sit down to talk to them. So that is a point. And uh, for China, actually their nuclear uh, weapon technology is not as advanced as even Russia. But what China can do is according to our sources, they can produce a lot of dirty bombs. And this dirty bomb actually they have already uh, deployed and they already sent it to those uh, terrorism countries and also the uh, axis of uh, 
evil's allies. So they won't inform you we will use dirty bombs. They will just use it. So one hand, you need to negotiate with China and Russia and Iran for this nuclear intimidation. On the other hand, they have already done it yes. on your part. Yes. So the thing is still go back to the root. I mean, you won't negotiate with a bear which has already eaten yes. your bread, right? Just yes. and kill them. Yes. So, well, so Dr. Yan, it's always a pleasure having you on the program here. And what, what she and I are trying to help our audience not only here in America, but globally understand, is that you have to wake up to understand this is a real war. This is a cognitive war. It's a true existential threat to our freedoms. And that's why I wrote the book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win, to help people understand this complex issue. Dr. Yen, it's always an enlightening discussion with you as we discuss China's unrestricted warfare. We look forward to having you back to continue these discussions for our listeners, don't forget, you can listen to the voice of Dr. Yen every weekday, weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern on the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you not to hear. I go outside of the fog and the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective, a strategic perspective on national security issues so we can speak truth to power, the power of we the people because it is we together who can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The NASA Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs>